Okay, um, thank you very much, everybody, uh, for those lurking. Um, my name's Yomi Ayeni. I am founder of We Are From Dust. We're an art nonprofit. And uh, what we do is we take art from Burning Man and we place it in places around the world where art of that kind would never be experienced. We believe art is a pillar of our community and it can change lives. And that is why we do what we do. We're a nonprofit. I, um, I live in the UK. And we host two sculpture parks, one outside Richmond in California and the other which we're about to launch in Bristol in the UK in the next few days. Uh, here today we have two of our esteemed artists. Uh, they've worked, their work is synony I mean, synonymous with just absolute talent, raw talent. And they've exhibited all around the world, but also known as Burning Man artists. <laughs> I have been told to mention. Um, we have Michael Christian and Kate Roddenbush. Can we have a round of applause, please, wherever you are? Can we have a round of applause? Thank you. So um, the talk today, it's, it's kind of a, a deep dive into manifesting dreams. Uh, the, the thing, or the, the title rather, is We Are From Dreams, not We Are From Dust, uh, and How Big Art Inspires and Changes Humanity. Um, just looking to our left over there, you can actually see how Kate's work is gradually filtering into people's minds, and not just the Instagrammers. <laughs> so, uh, first question, which I have actually mentioned to them, just to get them fired up. Um, actually, no. I think, apart from introduce, me just giving you a round, a light introduction, do you want to introduce yourselves again, in whichever way you so choose? Oh, Come on! Make me go first, that's fine. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Kate Roudenbush. I'm a sculpture artist, and evidence of my work is over there to the left. Of, of your genius. <laughs> um, yeah, I, in fact, I just, uh, we bu I built it here in Tulum over, well, I've been here for three weeks, and uh, we finished at 11.11 this, just this morning, so it was pretty amazing. We stumbled out of the work site right into a meditation circle on the beach. This place is amazing. Um, and um, I don't know, I, I got my start at Burning Man in, oh, I went in 2004. Two, yeah. I first went in 99. This is how we all know each other by the, the common thread <laughs> is that we are from dust. <laughs> and that um, um, I was just inspired to make art because it is the most densely pop, densely creative place I've ever been in my entire life. And so I started it in 2004, met this dude over here. <laughs> and, and it wasn't a line, actually, when I said I could borrow a, could I borrow, borrow a ladder, but somehow that's, <laughs> that's how that, we still know each other. That, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Michael Christian. Um, I guess I did Burning Man first in 96. So I've built about 22 sculptures for the event over the years. Um, uh, can I just interject here and say you've been awarded more honorary grants from Burning Man than anyone ever. Yeah, it was, it was 22. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I build large-scale interactive sculptures, any things from 20 to 70 feet tall that you can climb and interact with and engage your body and interact with other people in the process. Um, Initially coming out there, it was not, it was, a, it was a platform, there wasn't a platform, it was just an opportunity to build things that were open-ended and people could engage freely and experience something without boundaries and interact with other people in the same fashion and it just kind of evolved and uh, here we are today. And here we are in Mexico. Yeah. So as I, as I mentioned, this is all about manifesting dreams and how your dreams impacts humanity and other people. Uh, taking where we are, this point in time, what kind of dreams are you having? <laughs> I, I'm living it right now because I'm out of the United States. So, <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, I, I think this kind of it's solidifies my 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 not so secret desire to live as an expat somewhere out of the United States <laughs> would be really wonderful. Um, <clears throat> I kind of I kind of would love one of the dreams that I think if you have a dream that is for shared humanity, it's one of those dreams that you can that kind of holds you together with other people. And I, I'm, I, I did a, a, a TEDx Tulum talk uh, a couple weeks ago, and and one of the one of the things that I said was that the, my one of my dreams was to have um, creatives and artists have a say in shaping the future more than just decorating it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, because you know you have the creative mind, the scientific mind, you know, and collaborate too. You know, the creative mind, the scientific mind, the uh, s spiritual consciousness, and and weave that all together to create the humanity that we want to see. Perfect, Michael. What was the question again? <laughs> um, given the state of the, f the world affairs right now, what sort I, of dreams are you having, and are you manifesting them? The state of the world affairs. I think it's pretty amazing because people are waking up in many ways that I'm pretty grounded in the creative process so things have been pretty steady for the past 20 30 years doing what I do but it's nice to see other people kind of waking up and seeing the world around them and engaging more so out of the dream of sleep maybe um, but um, does it kind of answer the question Sort of, sort of, in a, a, kind of in a sort of way. Okay, um, let's 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 give it another twist. Okay, um, the piece that you have just finished creating, um, which is home, the home two, home two, um, home one was on at Burning Man in mm, 2010. 2010. 10 years ago. Good. Um, that original idea, that initial concept, where did it come from? Was it a dream? Was it an idea? And, and did you follow that dream all the way through? Um, dreams a trick, is a tricky one for me because there's... Ideas... Uh, the, it's the creative process. And you begin with an idea and it changes over the process of creating and you follow where it takes you. Uh, that piece in particular was funny because... I got to where I needed to go despite myself being involved in the process because I was wanting an idea to be something and it took me completely different. But as, in the end, I got to where I wanted to be. I didn't know that that was where I needed to be until I finished it and I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to make. But it wasn't, I had no idea. And I love that about the creative process because it's, I work pretty intuitively and open to what unfolds in that. And it's sort of like, a, the dream in itself because you're you don't know where it's going and in the end you find yourself there was nothing and now there's something and you've made and created something that didn't exist in the world and here it is now and that feels like a dream because it's you you don't know it's un it's hard a lot of people work with a concept and they get to the end and they have a product and i'm more about the process of experience of where it's going to take me and, and have you ever been puzzled by the impact your work has had on people? I kind of am detached from that. I don't really... I'm, I'm amazed. Uh, it's, it's kind of tickled by the fact that you've made something and then there it is in the world and people are engaging it where it wasn't before. Amaz I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, once you finish a process it's you're moving to the next thing and so it's kind of a strange experience to see your work in the world being engaged by people and you're not you're no longer attached to it it's something else um, I build a lot of pieces that are interactive and so they're sort of platforms for activation from people who come and engage the sculpture itself um, it's like half finished and it's different all the time that with the different people who are interacting with it create a different experience so it's unfolding all the time and becoming something new constantly so that's pretty exciting um, but my part in it is just to facilitate a, a platform if you will 
And uh, Kate, you know, I guess f the the audience here are going to be party to your understanding of the impact the Dream Portal is going to have on people. Um, will you be taking a step back and hiding behind a bushel and watching people engage and Instagram themselves, or or, or will you become actively involved? Will I, will people find you? Um, at sunrise tomorrow, sitting on the very top, trying to trying to you know hold space. Well, <laughs> I've already accidentally photobombed some people <laughs> in my sculpture from trying to do the Instagram thing. It was pretty funny, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I th I think of my art as um, I love storytelling, so I I love you know, trying to illustrate an idea through the, the, the interaction of my artwork. So I always call it art as allegory. So it's trying to illustrate, for example, this one is called Dream Portal. And for me, um, I, you know, I, I was asked to, to, to create it for specifically for Art With Me. And, and it was going to be on the beach. So I, I thought, you know, what is this? I can't just make a frame. I want it to be a journey. So that's why it's a 14-foot-long tunnel. <laughs> um, and also, it comes from the beach to, um, from water to land, kind of like evolution, the evolution of a dream. And then it, always, and then it also gives um, the participant an opportunity to climb and get a, a vantage point and stand bet between two massive wings so that it, it, it illustrates basically your dreams taking flight or as I said to you before, Icarus, you know, except that, didn't, that dream didn't work out too well for him. But <laughs> anyway, um, I, I love seeing people interact with the artwork, but I, I, I really make it very much with um, a conscious intention to it. I don't just, I have a completely different style of, of, of making art than, than Michael does. And, and, and cause he's more intuitive and I'm more, I have the idea or I, I, I'm given a question kind of like Larry Harvey would have a question, a uh, Burning Man, like uh, as a theme. And then I would think about it or I do, I meditate a lot. So I'd meditate about this question or this idea. And then it would just come to me as just one whole manifested astral sculpture on the astral plane, yeah. and then I I work towards illustrating or or staying true to, um, true to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to to kind of come up with an idea and a, a concept or dream up an idea and follow in, follow it all the way through and and that's fairly evident and I guess that's why you guys are absolutely amazing at what you do um, but with the sort of trade winds that are bashing you morning noon and night and 2020 and all the rest I mean is is your desire to build emboldened now in other words, can, I mean, obviously you can tell people's minds are blown by what you've created. Do you see this now as a, as a mission? Not any different than it has been, honestly. I mean, like I say, I think it's people are transformed in their lives because it's been altered dramatically. But I don't think that it has impacted me in the same way because I've been doing the same thing and I still, the, the ship is still moving. So I don't, yeah, not so directly. You, so you're full steam ahead? Yeah, I don't think it's really, I'm not trying to be insensitive to it like 2020 at all. I just, because it's been a whirlwind and it has impacted me, but as far as the creative process and what I do, it's still pretty steady. I guess, the, I don't know, I, uh, there's Leonardo da Vinci said, what, like, asked a question of like, what, would you, what do you really want to be? Or, and he just said something really simple. He said, to be of use. Isn't that awesome? So in a way, I mean, I really do think that art um, is useful and it is actually one of the most 
profoundly uplifting things that the human race can do. I mean, con considering all the shitty things that we do <laughs> to ourselves and the world and animals and plants and air and water and everything. Um, one of our saving graces is actually um, creativity and, 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 you know, Terrence McKenna quote uh, goes, creativity redeems the idea that man is good. And, <laughs> and I think I, I feel good being creative. Also, well, I'm not good at anything else besides being an artist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 do, I do kind of want to channel uh, ideas about how we can evolve as, as human beings. I mean, I think a lot of my art is, um, I get really turned on by the, 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 the inner weaving of art and spirituality. But, I could go on, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, the, the whole idea of, you know, finding something and, and feeling something from looking at a piece of art or, or engaging with it uh, brings us more or less to, to something that is just embedded within your creativity, which is participation. Uh, and that's more or less where we come in, you know, the, the idea that there isn't a fourth wall. You know, you're more or less inviting people in to become part of the work. Um, and it's, it's something that's always been on my mind with regards to, to your, your pieces in itself. Um, do you consider participation when you're building? Is it, is it a concern? You know, in, and do you ever believe that when the job is done and only when the participation occurs, is the work completed? <laughs> okay, put another way. Is that too deep? Okay. I'm trying to find, there's a lot there. I know, I know. We can break it apart. Okay, okay let's, let's look at participation first. Do you consider participation when you're concepting? At this juncture, yes. Yeah. Um, it's funny, originally, no. Um, but I wanted to pull down the red velvet rope, and in doing so, it, engage, it invites people to engage, and they would destroy your art. So at some point, you begin to, just by the enthusiasm, it is unleashed, and so you start to account for that and then be mindful of it and engage. So it was a slow process for me. I used to make installations that I wanted the full experience because you have a tactile memory experience that's different than just standing back and visually seeing something. I mean, you can see a lot of artwork that is that way, but it's standoffish. It's like one, you can look at the object. There's no engagement. There's no, it's just seeing from a distance or um, it doesn't give much back. Um, and then there's an opportunity through just like conversation. If somebody's talking all the time, where is the conversation? So if you leave an opening for people to enter into the work physically, emotionally, however they want to, there's, it's more dynamic. And to me, that found, I found that much more appealing. So it evolved. And then, yeah, at this point, it just becomes integrated, whether I think about it or not. It's part of the process. And Kate? Um, I mean, it, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, participation is, I mean, I don't make it, I make it for myself, really, of the sculpture for myself, but I absolutely, um, <clears throat> I think of the sculpture as a gift to give, to a, a gift of, a, of an experience or a thought form to uh, give to complete strangers and, and, and sort of offer uh, an idea of like, have you ever contemplated reality in this way? <laughs> or, or, you know, like the, lots of things like brain drop. It was a meditation sculpture in, the, in this giant water drop. And there was a cascade of like things like reminded me of this all above your head. And it was, it was, um, it was made during a time when icebergs, well, <laughs> they're melting even faster now. But I mean, <laughs> like it was trying to bring to mind whoever came in that you would meditate and understand that you are water and then you're living on a planet called Earth when it's really made of water and all this stuff. But yeah, 
yeah, participation. I, I just to add to that, I, it it became apparent over time that the invitation to have people come in was more important than just making something static or that you could say, look at me, look what I did, I'm amazing, look at my art. Um, it's kind of empty, and then over time, I found it much more rewarding to have an invitation for someone to come in and have their own experience, and that kind of evolved over time. It wasn't just wake up one day and see that. And the, the second part of that is what, what sort of experience? Is it something that you believe is positive? It's something that is insightful? Uh, I mean, some of your pieces, for instance, the Dream Portal, you can stand in front of it as the sun's rising and get your mind blown. Where do, where do you want that to lead? For instance, Corpus, climbing up to the top of Corpus, looking across wherever it is as the sun's rising on the horizon, and you kind of realize you are one with nature. How do you want that to... I think it's exciting because you don't know. I mean, you don't know what and how people are going to react and what their experience is going to be. And that's pretty exciting because if it was just left to me, I would, it's limited. Like I can only see so far, but then someone comes in and tells you what it is and you're like, wow, I didn't even see that dimension. So the more open uh, the pieces or the invitation, the broader, the more experiences people bring into and enlighten me. So it's kind of selfish in some way in that respect because you're at, they're adding to um, instead of just saying, look at what I did, this is great, this is awesome. Um, quick, quick, how, do, how do you keep your dreams alive? Uh, dreams alive. CPR. CPR. Um, uh, dreams alive. I mean, obviously, I mean, earlier on today we were talking about um, waking up every morning and, and instead of your normal news, someone giving you a diet of happy news so that as you start the day off, you're in a very fine state of mind, willing to tackle anything and everything. How yeah, do mean, you I, keep your dreams like Well, <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong filters, yes. Strong filters, yeah. I mean, my God. I, 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 I wake up and I don't look at my phone or the news or anything like that for probably at least half an hour. <laughs> so I, I coffee and meditate and feed my cats. <laughs> and, then, and then I can just ground myself and let the chaos in. So, I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you guys must be impacted by so many things that happen around you morning, noon, and night. Hence the question. Yeah, discipline. I mean, it, the world becomes pretty myopic at times, which is beneficial, but also disconnected somewhat. Um, I don't know how everybody does. Everybody's got their own way, I suppose. Nothing unique to the process. It's... It's what it is. <laughs> I think it's really important to write. You just like listen to your own mind pour out on the page. And it's not for publication. I mean, I have tons of journals. Not journaling. Most of it is like to-do lists and shit like that. Or things, really interesting things I've heard. Um, or, you know, trip to museum sketches and stuff like that. And, and always remaining, like keeping the channel open mm. in a way. Um, and uh, not trying to d define things too much and let let the inspiration come in. It's sort of sort of like have this idea of of life being like a like a wave and a particle consciousness. Yeah. And so there's the wave consciousness where you're kind of like yeah, going with the flow, sure, whatever inspiration. And then there's particle consciousness where it's like extraordinarily goal oriented and this is where I'm going and this is the time and da 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 and like life is this sort of struggle between those two styles in a way. I, just to add, I, I think it's like any practice, you know, you have to do it and you have to stay in a discipline. Just You can't just wake up one day and be in shape. Every day you exercise, every day you... You're so disciplined, actually. You, you, so, it, you're way like a, more disciplined you, than you I You can't am. just do yoga once a month and be like, I know yoga. It's like, it's a discipline, <laughs> and it's a practice. It's nothing romantic about it. It's just like you do it 
consistently and then you had results and so you stay the course yeah you show up all the time i like i make art not make art but do art stuff almost pretty much every day um um you fairly ev obvious that you you i mean kate's just finished her piece and and michael has just finished a, an amazing piece that's on on route to new york right now so you're constantly creating and and co-creating um but what single piece of yours would you say has had the most impact on the people interacting with it? Probably the failures. Really? Yeah, yeah the ones where I fell on my face pretty flat. For me, you had impact for me or for well, others? Well, let's, let's go both ways. I want to swing both ways on this. I'd say the ones where I fell on my face and... I, my ego got too big and it just fell on my face flat and realized your shit stinks just like everybody else's. You can easily get in, attached to yourself or your idea of who you are and it's a dangerous slippery slope and then when you fall on your face it's really amazing to come back to earth and yeah, failures are always a good, the best for me. I've had the best experience. A good level. Yeah. yeah. I always say e ego comes before a fall. Like someone's going to you know, something's going to happen if you get too like high on your own supply, you know. It's really important not to do that because you lose perspective on like I'm my own worst critic for sure. Um Yeah, you're pretty intense. <laughs> what? As far as it just like success comes in ways where you don't necessarily anticipate. I think that's the surprise where you make something and really strikes a chord with other people. Um, uh, some pretty joyous moments of watching people. Honestly, that to see people experiencing what you do and full of joy, that, yeah. that's, the, that's the good stuff. Um, doesn't always happen, especially if you try to do it. If you try to make something that they're going to really dig this one for sure. And then it's like when you just, you don't know. But that always feels so good when you see people laughing and coming back for more. You're like, oh, I, I helped facilitate that. That's amazing. Oh, can I tell this one funny thing? Yeah, go. Oh, this guy. Uh, I, ha I had this sculpture, Futures Past, which was a, a Mayan pyramid that would, uh, inspired by a um, Mayan pyramid, but having a, um, a, a tree growing on the top. Um, like in, in Cambodia, like Angkor Wat, or Ang Taprom in Cambodia. And so it was put in the central square, after Burning Man, it was tr put in the central square in, um, in San Francisco, and it's now at his sculpture park, hello! And, uh, <laughs> um, and, and this guy, I, I was giving a talk to the public at the sculpture at one point, and this guy, he said, are you the artist? He comes up to me completely, um, stranger, complete stranger. Yeah, yeah, I need, to, I need to talk to you. There's no sign here telling me what to believe about this artwork. So I had to, I, on my way to work, uh, to Google every day, this is San Francisco, I should add it once more time. Um, I, I, I would sit and stare at the sculpture and try to wonder what the hell it meant. All this circuitry in the, in the base of the thing is all the computer circuitry and all the stuff. And then there's this tree with all these eyes and roots and trying to grab the, you know, the, the, the sculpture itself and destroy it. And then there's this weird altar inside. It's very sci-fi. He's like, I, don't, I didn't understand it for the longest time. And then I finally understood it. And then he told me exactly what it meant. Sugar. Exactly, and my mouth just like fell open. And he said, "You know, and I have to say, like, the fact that you made a sculpture that actually meant something, like, to me in my industry, in terms of like questioning the technological sustainability of humankind, um, because our original source code is not in a computer. It's our source code is the Earth. Hello." Mm -hmm. 
and <laughs> and and he said all this to me, and I welled up with tears. I'm like, I understand. I'm being understood. And and uh, and then he summed it up. He goes, and that's why I quit Google. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, shit! You quit your job because somehow the, the sculpture gave you some some insight. But I was really proud of myself, actually. So we've we've been friends since. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, your work obviously inspires people to do various different things. It's. I mean, as I say, I'm 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 actually proud to say we have sculptures from both artists in our sculpture park in um at point san pablo in uh outside san francisco and they've been extremely supportive of we are from dust and um i i couldn't be happier and i couldn't be more humbled um but i'd like to know what single event or experience i mean you create experiences for people morning noon and night but what single experience has really catapulted you on your current trajectory <laughs> oh. I'm sure it's a failure somewhere. Yeah. Uh, single event. I mean, we're not talking about the desert. We're ruling the desert yeah, out of this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think I can. I can't. A si there was no pivotal turning point. You mean yeah. like a single? I mean, could you, you, I, I, I'll, I'll open it a little bit further. Could it be a single piece of art? Could, would you say any art has influenced you on, this, on that sort of level? There are a lot of single points. I can't name one particular that changed. It's like a, a long arc. There wasn't like a sharp turn. Some people have it, but mine is probably a long arc um, with lots of points. Um, one example. Pivotal. Pivotal. Wow. Okay, I'll tell you a little bit about mine. Okay, yes. Which, which, yes. Which, which, which will probably give you some insight. Uh, in, I think it was 2015, I went to the Venice Biennale uh, and I, I saw some amazing art there, but every single second of the day, I said, our people do better than this. Our artists do better than this. And then I walked down one corridor. It was a corridor that probably went on for the best part of 100 meters. And it was lined, by, or lined with um, burlap sacks. Uh, and it was an installation by Ibrahim Mahama, who's a Ghanaian guy. And it had so much impact on me that it, there and then, I came up with the concept of we are from dust. We are going to bring... Pardon my words, shit, our shit to this to this this cathedral of art and show them how it's done. Um, and that is what you guys have supported. So now I am putting it back to you, Michael. <laughs> I I would say any point on that long arc that brought me joy would kind of keep moving it in a general direction where you experience something that you feel alive and activated and full of joy, it's like, that's a good feeling. Remember that. Bad, bad, bad joy. Bad, bad, bad joy. And it starts to turn to a direction where you're, you're experiencing something that feels good and activates you and inspires you. So I think over the span of whatever 30 years I've been doing this, there are lots of points. Um, I, I'll try to. Well, well, Kate's talking. I'll try to think of one example. Kate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to think of one. I think. Uh, I mean, th this this doesn't sound crazy or pivotal or anything like aha moment, but I think, honestly, the. I think it's the way the approach to art that Larry Harvey took in creating themes all the time. I, am I being, are you rolling no, your eyes? No, 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 you're not. Uh, just to say Larry no. Harvey, he's founder of Burning Man, passed away no. two years ago. Yes, and I like to conceptualize, <laughs> to conceptualize art in, in a way of a theme in, in that when he would come up with the themes every year, it was different every year, and so he would say, metropolis, the life of cities. That was the theme. So created art having to do with that. And for M Michael, it was home. 
And for me, it was Futures Past, the sculpture that I just told you made this guy quit Google. And, and, and I think, I think that he, that Larry helped me create in terms of, like thinking about art as telling a story or art as allegory. And in that you don't really see that in any gallery or museum. Also because every time you go to Burning Man and there's that one theme, everyone is answering the call of that theme collectively, like, like a collective consciousness in a way. And so, um, so it becomes like a, like, I, I, I say this a lot, I, like a call and response prayer where you're just saying this theme and then you get, you know, the refrain and the, and different, different, um, different verses and stuff like that. But it's all to this, it's all to the same song and it's all to the same tune. And that's how it, I started to think about art. Uh, I don't know. Go on, you're about uh, to say something Maybe I'll fabulous. break it down to more, like each piece. Mm. Like each sculpture is a journey. Like I like to take on a project that's going to challenge me or take me someplace I haven't been before. And through that process, there are lots of points of discovery, uh, self-reflection, understanding of the world around you, yourself. And you go through stages until you get to the end. And so there are points in there where you can find yourself behaving in a way you're like, wow, I didn't know I was this way. Or it's, it's a really introspective process for me personally, building something, even though it goes into the public and, and it becomes integrated with other people. Um, and there's an arc in that too. There's the idea, the initial beginning, and then there's the challenges, then the oh my God, I'm not good enough, whatever it may be, or this is never going to work. And then you overcome that and you get to the end and it's, it's a whole story in itself each time. So as far as like a single event, I can name lots. Like I was explaining to you earlier about a project I worked on once where uh, it was in the desert and we were staying up all night to do the whole process and I was sleeping and a couple of gentlemen were outside talking about the sculpture and engaged in this really spirited conversation. And I realized, oh, my work, I, I'm done. And even though the crew came in the morning and we were gonna get, continue to work, it was clear that I had reached the point that I needed to quit, that it was good enough for them to hit, see and that I could leave and go on to the next thing. Um, and if any, any work past that point was just working out therapy for me. You know? I, I was actually going to suggest that. that is it a, are you self, <laughs> self, uh, self analyzing as you, as you go along? Is it self therapy to a certain degree? At that point, yeah. I've, you know, 90, 95% done. That last 5% is just me working out issues. Like, am I good enough? Will it work? Is it, is it going to be the best? It's like, uh, it's great. Um, that last five, you could do it for 20, that's where people will work on things and they're never finished because they're just like, it's not good enough. And it's like, it's good enough, yeah. So that, that's a cool place to get to, like, oh, I did it well enough. It, it's, it's working and that people are engaged with it. Um, just one thing, one more point, and then just in case anyone's got questions they'd like to ask. Uh, while Kate has built this amazing creation, here uh, for you this year. I am uh, really honored to say Michael is here scoping out the site because he is going to be building for you next year. So could we have a round of applause, please? <laughs> uh, I think this is probably one of the first times that an artist has come around a year before to feel the vibe, connect with the people, connect with the land, and then go away and, and concept. And to dream. <laughs> so have we got any questions? Would anyone like to ask a question? Anything interesting that you'd like to probe? <laughs> yeah. Is that a, a leg or is that a suggestion or is that a hello? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'll take that one. Um, so <laughs> Absolutely agree with you. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, how do you work through weather? Did you say? Yeah. yeah. Process of uh, failure, you know, building something and it not working, and then we're like, oh, wind is actually the biggest factor when building large-scale sculptures. It's not weight of people; it's wind and the things blowing over, and it blows over, and then you realize. <laughs> need to change that and over time you get it right um hopefully but yeah <laughs> um yeah i think you st you know what it is you work with a lot of people who are smarter than you in ways that you're not you work with people that know how to make things not fall over and then you take notes and then over time you learn um no single large-scale piece is ever made by one person. I mean, my name may be on it. And anything you see, it's, it's a crew of people. And the more talented, the more successful it can be. But to put one person's name on a piece is, yeah, it's, it's misguided or it's not what's really going on. And I've been fortunate to work with some really talented people that have lent their expertise to me to help me facilitate these dreams and ideas. And it honestly is fun for them because it's out of the box for what they do. You'll run into engineers that are gassed. You know, they're excited because they're like, wow, I get to build something that's not this. It's, it's way outside of their norm, and they get engaged too. And that's fun. With the, We didn't really touched on it, but collaboration is a huge part of what, what I do, what Kate does. And you get to take yourself to places you wouldn't be because you have now you have all these hands working instead of just yours and that's pretty exciting and you learn quite a bit and you're taking places like i said that you wouldn't be able to go otherwise and you learn oh well my design would have failed but now i have these other supports this other support structure that'll make it work and that kind of answers the question I mean, and a protractor would you say that is more or less letting other people help you manifest your dream? Yeah, giving up, the, giving up the space to that and letting other people bring their knowledge into it, absolutely. Um, you don't get far just telling people what to do and, and this is my vision, build it for me. It's like, uh, that doesn't sound very exciting. So you learn through the process too over years of how to work with people. And that's exciting, too. And after a while, you actually step back and let people bring their expertise and their vision. And it's exciting because, like I said, it's like it just adds and builds. And I've really been fortunate to work with some creative and industrious folks over the years. Any other questions? No? Um. Kate, <laughs> got a question. You got, anything, Kate? you got got anything to add? I have one other killer question, which I don't want to, which is going to polax. I think it would. Oh, okay. I'll wait. do it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, bring it. I I I think that it's really in, it's important for me to in every piece that I do. I'm sorry, I'm so tired. I have li literally have not slept in three days. Um, building that thing over there is quite a difficult birth. This <laughs> is creative birth. Um, anyway, um, I always like to try something that I've never done before in every sculpture that I do. So, like, you're, you're always pushing yourself in that way. So you're never quite comfortable. Like, I hate repeating myself. You know, I have a style, I guess. But I can't, I, I, I really dislike, someone said, well, why can't you just make a whole bunch of raindrops that would be so great? And I'd be like, I'd be bored to tears. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, or, or work in a new place, you know, work here, work here with a, with a, with a, for a new festival with a different fabricator and stuff like that. Just to, you know, like, like creative growth happens on the, on the, on the, like on the precipice of risk sometimes. Yeah, 
absolutely. Yeah. We all take that leap of faith. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, and I think over time you get more and more comfortable with the leap, and so then you find new ways to create more adventurous leaps. And yeah. I think changing location, and like she was mentioning, climate, you know, yeah. different environments is exciting because then the sea. <laughs> all of a sudden you're no longer in control, and you're like, oh, wow, this is exciting. I don't know how this is going to work, how it's going to turn out. But you do have confidence over the years of, like, I know how to do this. I'm bringing it. We'll figure out something. And it, a lot of it is just creative problem solving. You have a, a, a number of factors or elements, and then you're like, how do I make this work? And it's no different than a lot of other fields, I think, too, that people have. Like, it's creative problem solving, and it, it's exciting. I fully enjoy that part of it. Well, um, I would say thank you very, very much. <laughs> I'm not going to... I think that we'll have... Where's that question? Where's that question? Come on, bring Come it. Come on. Oh, you, ha you have a question? Okay. Yes, I did. That was really an, quite an honor. Um, in fact, we talked the first time I met them. We were all standing under this tree talking about... Um, how we were going to make this pyramid portal to welcome people uh, to this festival to 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 manifest our you know our collective dreams and learn and inspire each other and um, and heal <laughs> and uh, they were they were psyched actually it was really cool and um, you know I, they spoke Mayan and 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 Spanish but. I really need to learn Spanish, <laughs> but but I know a few words. But they were they were wonderful and incredibly skilled and and funny, also <laughs> very funny, and uh, I I loved it so much. Um, working with the Mayan crew is it, it was, it's kind of a trip. I mean, the civilization is so old and and storied and and it's such deep knowledge and and beauty that uh, that just to to work with the same lineage of of dreamers was really a kind of mind-blowing i kind of had to pinch myself here and there and also hurt myself <laughs> a few times but that's just mm -hmm. part of making big art indeed yeah it's why people travel mm. see the world see something different experience other cultures experience different ways of doing things and seeing i and how if you can integrate that into building sculpture it's even more exciting Okay, if there were one thing oh, that go. you wanted, that you hoped and dreamt that your art would do for humanity, oh. one thing, what would it be? Oh my God. It's like, it's like a genie wish. You know, like a yeah, wish, absolutely. Wish for a lot of you created it, you put it out there, and they're interacting with it and engaging with it and co creating ma magic. But what's that one thing that you hope it brings to humanity? I told you. <laughs> you asked for it. Just, just humanity. That's all we're going to stop with that. Um, yeah, world peace. I don't know. I don't know. That's too, that's too much. That's way too much for one. I would never claim that much. I, yeah. Not claim or... I mean, not, not forgetting what we do, what we, what we create is there for a community, and through the community, it radiates further. So you start somewhere. Simple. Like, yeah. when, you know, Absolutely. one day at a time, or immediate community. I've always thought people that look global, it's like, why not your neighborhood? Absolutely. Why not your, where you live? Make an impact where you can. I think a lot of times people overextend, and like, we're going to change the world, and you're not going to change anything. If you change what you can and local and where you are and have an impact then that can grow but to start at the end or so big i think that's futile or kind of foolish i think you can impact people more greatly just by simple acts of kindness or how you engage people on a local level and make a difference in your life where you can um but going too big and then you're you're bound it's it's I don't know. I don't think it's as productive. Kate? 
I would, <laughs> I'm actually very specific, <laughs> wish I would love, I love pu making public gathering spaces. I would love to create like an epic public gathering space where people would just come and meet each other and protest. And uh, I know, I'm serious. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> um, and, and, and protest and, and just have it be that, that not so neutral space where, where um, the participation can, the purpose of the participation can change from gathering to gathering. Like I'm, I'm kind of referring to, I'm from New York City and like Union Square, you know when shit's going down in New York, I'm like, okay, I'm going to Union Square. You know that that's where people are gathering, right? And yes, I mean, there's Lincoln is there and there's some other dead guy on horseback, which, you know, I mean, honestly, we need to change that stuff. It's so boring. But, but I, I, I want to make art that's really compelling that people are like, yeah, I want to meet at that amazing thing with the light and the places to gather and sit and flow and all that kind of stuff. And I think that, that art can play that role in our society. It, it, it should play that role in our society. It shouldn't be like, oh, let's go to meet in the wide open space of the mall or something like that. Come on. So it, like, I, I, that, that's what I, I also grew up outside DC where there's lots of big open space for people to protest and for, for um, you know, huge public artworks. You know what the hardest part, is that still on? Yeah. The hardest part is that you don't get to feel the experience or the impact that you make because you're making something in public and it has a life of its own and yeah. you don't know all that it's happening. So there's, the feedback is limited. And so you could be making an impact and you don't even know. You put a piece up in sculpture and I've had pieces in big cities for 10, 15 years. People are daily seeing it, but I don't know. And there's really, it's, so it's kind of hard to see beyond that. But that, that, that's, that's the gig that we've got though. We will never, we will never know. No, we, I know. It is, I it is for, saying. I guess with social media, you can get a measure to a certain degree. But, to a certain degree. But, you know, we create the magic. We put it out there for people to find their own way and find their own path. I really remember specifically people that will tell me they've had transformative experience or something and they share it with you and they don't think it's a big deal. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a big deal because how else would I know? How else would I be able to know that I've had an impact until you told me that experience. And then it's like, wow, thank you for sharing that. It could be small, but it's, that keeps you going, where yeah, you're like, oh, wow, I made a difference. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you very much. I think we may have overrun a little bit. Um, we've got Michael, Michael Christian, whose work is going to be here for you next year. We've got Kate Roddenbush, whose work is here for you this year. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to, that, that um, Care With Me and Art With Me have invited We Are From Dust in, and I think it's going to be quite a long and lengthy and deep relationship. Have a great time. Enjoy art with me, and God bless all. Thank you. <laughs>